Welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien, I'm here with Glenn and Darcy. And today we will think about, okay, what is it we would tell our younger selves? Um, often, you know, we learn through our experience, through um, progressing in life, and then our perspectives are different as we, as we grow older, as we grow wiser. So what would we tell our younger selves? Darcy, would you like to get us going? Yeah, I'd love to. I've thought about this quite a bit. Uh, over and, you the know, week. doing the back to the future thing and just like picking, giving yourself Super Bowl winners or like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a cheat. <laughs> yeah. Although that would be good. Oh, so <laughs> many things. Um, I have, I have thought of this. Um, I'm a pretty intense guy and I think a lot, I spend a lot of time in my head. So my first lesson to my younger self would be just relax. Um, it's not that difficult. You don't have to, uh, freak How out about the future. Tell yourself that. If you went back and you said, you should relax. I'd have like, to punch myself in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I would really have to get my attention. I'd have to convince myself because I'm, I'm by nature, I'm a careful, diligent. Uh, I wouldn't say that I worry. I don't lose sleep over worry, but I plan and strategize and think and, and spend an awful lot of time on those things at the expense of really enjoying the moment. And I know that sounds a little bit kind of uh, convenient that you could be 60 and say, well, you should enjoy the life a little bit more. As you look back, you know, for those younger listeners out there, I'm 59. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, life is going to happen and you can just grip it tightly or you can just let it happen. And, you know, it's generally good. And, you know, that doesn't um, mean that I'm not empathetic to people who have had debilitating diseases and tragedies and horrible things that happen in their life. That's going to happen. You, you, you know, there's many ways to stop bad things from happening if you make like a poor decision and there's consequences, but some stuff you can't stop. Um, you're just going to have to live with it and find a way to still be happy and enjoy it. And I would say that I spend an awful lot of time when I could have been happier and having more fun worrying about tomorrow, worrying about tomorrow's rent, or you know, is it quite worrying or just being careful? I would be less careful. I would tell myself, relax. That was my first lesson. And Glenn's right. I'd really have to get my attention because I was pretty focused on being careful and strategic and thoughtful and diligent and a good employee and a good son and a good friend and all other stuff. Sometimes, you know, being good is not good enough. But it's all the things great. you're saying are things you need to be good at, right? I know it's a paradox, right? Money, right? Yeah. Money. It's a paradox. So in, so, you know, Simple solutions are, are for only simple problems. And this, this isn't a simple problem. It's how can you live your life? That's complex. By nature, life is messy and difficult. So there's no simple solutions to life. It's a bunch of difficult, small decisions that add up. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have understood that when I was 26 because things had to be simple and clear. What do you do now? Pay your rent, you idiot. What do you do next? Get a good job. What do you do next? Learn something. You're ignorant. You know, so I had simple, I maybe have to break it down really simply for my 26 year old self. That's kind of the number I'm thinking at. Before that, I was just an animal. I ate, I played guitar. Uh, that's about it. Ate, sleep, played guitar uh, and worked three or four jobs. Uh, I tell myself three things. Though. The first one would be relaxed. And if I could get my attention, it might change the rest of them. I would tell myself, learn about money. It's important. Um, the Wealthy Barber, I read it around that time. I was around 30. And we've talked several times about Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. I read it five years before I did anything with it. Um, there's a, lots of other books, The Millionaire Next Door, all these other books about money to change the way I think about money. Because I grew up in a family where money was a scarcity. 
money was something that you traded for. You traded your time, talent, and energy for money. Um, and it, it was not a, a pleasurable exchange. Um, money's not quite that way. So learn about money. And there's lots of books out there. It is really important. It's a placeholder for a lot of other things. It's, you know, so I would tell myself, learn about money. Those are some great books to start with, but there's others and there's better. Um, and my final thought was I would change my thinking about time. I would want to think differently about time. Um, time, you know, is an arbitrary thing that we use it, how we time, you know, how we calculate it. And it's based on, you know, a universal, um, the turnings of the universe and the specific weight of things and that, right? So that part of it's physics, but the thought about time, how we think about it and how we use it is different. And I've got a paradox here. I would tell myself, time, your time is unlimited. Your time's unlimited. As time goes on with, with or without you. And, you know, if this earth survives, it will be part of a universe that continues to turn and expand and explode into space. Time is unlimited. So have that paradox in your head. That's one side of it. So when you're 26 and freaking out about how you, what you're going to make of your life and what your life is going to be like, think time is unlimited. You have the time to do it. Um, and here's the other side of the paradox, though. Time is limited. Do something with it. So it's unlimited say, yeah. and it's limited. Do something with it, but you've got the time. You've got to carry both of those with almost equal weighting. Um, it's just, that's the trick. So, you know, here's, I've said this many times to friends now. Um, you can feel anxious about time, but time um, improves relationships if it's well spent. It, it uh, improves wine as it ages. It improves investments that are well-made. They just get better and better over time. Um, yeah, it's, it's not your enemy. And I'm saying this at, you know, at 59, looking at maybe 20 or 25 years. Some of you guys are looking at 40 or 50 years of life ahead of you. And it seems like a big daunting, gaping black hole that you're flying into. Um, it's not your enemy. Time's your friend. Um, you, you know, we have things I call good times. Those are the best. Make, you know, experience them and enjoy them. But don't be anxious about time. It's your friend. And, you know, here's the thing. When it ends, it's over and you can't be anxious about it. Um, I'll quote the great John Lennon here. It's going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, then you're not at the end. At the end, it'll be all right. And that's what I try to tell my 26-year-old self. What do you guys think? Well, Darcy, that time thing could be, um, that could be the thesis of your second book. Like that could be a whole book. It's I, a whole, a oh, whole man. I could do a, a PhD and then do the book. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not like, you know, the, the, you know, the, the one side of the coin and the other side of the coin. It's just... Yeah, it is. The second you know, side of the coin you hear all the time. The first side you don't hear that often. No, but I mean, life life is is by nature complex, and we try to make it simple so we can understand it. But if you can embrace the complexity of life, that is just messy and there's frayed edges and it's out there. But you know, if you're living, you have well, I suppose you do have a choice. You could opt out, and that's a tragic choice to like anesthetize yourself with drugs or alcohol or. Uh, dissolution and cynicism and loneliness and take yourself out of life, but it's going to happen. So I don't know, maybe I'm a, a too optimistic, embrace it. And, you know, I I've been remarkably free of tragedy. So I'm sympathetic to those who have struggled and had a really hard go of life. If there's still time left on the clock, there's still time to have a great life. You know, it's, you know, you know, prizes are given at the end of the race, not in the middle. I don't know. I've, I'm looking for a metaphor that describes this better, but that's good. Yeah. What are you guys thinking? I, oh, no, I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't heard his voice much. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of this quote, you know, uh, uh, don't buy to, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and buy. Um, wait. Uh, don't don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate. Right. Wait. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, so in terms of what I would tell my younger selves, I'm overall content with where I am and what I've done with my life so far. Um, I would. There were some deals where I would have acted a little faster because uh, you know I knew the market. I knew it was a good deal. I should have acted a little faster, so I wouldn't. Uh, but overall, it's fine. Um, I would have started with commercial a little bit earlier in my career, I think. Um, and, but one, one major one is I would have started meditating earlier to sharpen my focus and, and because of its benefits. And um, so that's, that's the main one, meditate earlier. Uh, I started when I was in my, uh, my 30s. I think I could have benefited from it uh, really early on. Um, I, I wish you know, they would teach it in schools. Same thing with the financial literacy. Um, and finally, uh, I'd like to travel more. And um, I've, been, um, I've been frugal, I've been, uh, but I think I, I should spend a little bit more myself. And I, I've started doing that uh, and uh, enjoy, uh, yeah, uh, reap up the benefits a little more than, I, than I've done. Instead of reinvesting in the business, you know, keep some, keep some of the money and then, spend it and, um, and buy stuff I like, uh, you know, I buy, I buy myself some tea, but I, I could buy myself a little bit more than just tea. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I wrote a bunch of things and a lot of things, you, you know, you hear the, the, the cliche, like I would have kept more properties. Right. Um, and that kind of goes back to working with people. Like really whenever uh, I thought about that, I'm like, Oh, I would have loved to have kept some of those properties I had in the early days because they're worth a fortune now, <laughs> right? <clears throat> but um, it, the, I sold those properties and it turned, though that same money turned into other things. Um, but if I would have started working with partners and other people sooner, I could have kept those properties, right? I wouldn't have needed the money to do other projects, right? Um, and a lot of this stuff does build on the stuff. To say you want to cut out certain parts um, of the past, I, yeah, I don't need them, but they led to other things. It's all this train that keeps keeps it going. And I, I like where I've ended up, like Ari was saying, and to cut parts out would have veered the path and I would have went somewhere else, yep. right? Um, by not having certain projects do certain things. I'm like, um, well, going down that path, I I wish I would have fired, for, fired faster on some projects. Um, sometimes people need to be fired faster. I would love to tell my, my younger self to, uh, you know, fire that contractor as soon as it goes, don't let it drag. Don't, you know, it, it could have saved me a lot of stress, uh, and things that didn't <clears throat> overall affect the, the train path of my life. Right. But I would have, could have got out, got that thing done a lot sooner, um, by just getting rid of people that were, um, they were steering me, slowing the train down, I guess is the way to put it. Um, and that leads to uh, working with people. Uh, I was a solo preneur for a long time. I did everything myself. I read a ton of books. I listened to a ton of podcasts and made the mistakes myself instead of working with people. I could have leveraged someone else to get to where I was going faster. Um, I could have skipped buying 
sold ordinary deals and got into better deals that I got a percentage of, right? Um, and then I could have worked my way through this a lot faster by working as a team instead of doing this as a solopreneur. Um, and I still see that even with my students, a lot of times everyone's looking to do this completely by themselves. And I do get it. Um, the more people you add, the muddier things can get, but it is a thing that skyrockets you by working with other people, just being part of things instead of it being all of your thing. Um, yeah, uh, I think I covered all that stuff. Um, oh, and some efficiencies. Um, I think that I've wasted a lot of time. Um, having my phone on me, like Ari's taught me a lot over the last year of checking emails all day long. And if I was more efficient with my time, I could have done more things with my time. Um, so if I would I'd go back to my younger self, I would, even what I've been telling my students, this is the trick. They do, we do a course, it takes like an hour, hour, 15 minutes every week. And I say to them, they're like, well, how are we gonna find the time to do this real estate? I have a full-time job. I work 40 to 60 hours a week. How am I gonna find the time to do this? And I'll, I say, you're here right now. You have carved an hour to an hour and 15 minutes every week to work with me. When this is done, don't change this time. Keep yeah. this carved out in your schedule. And you will be amazed if you have super focus. You have a plan you've come up with on your phone when you're dinking around what you want to work on for that hour. But you go in to your office or a room somewhere where you can close the door and work. Just do work for one hour and you'll be able to accomplish way more than you would scattered throughout the whole week. Just like bing, 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 you get your whole list. If stuff comes in during that hour, that goes into next week's hour, right? Most stuff is not crucial, right? It is not crucial, but like even still, like a lot of people are like, well, I need to evaluate these deals every week uh, or every day or every minute. And I'm like, a lot of the times, you know, just, yes, sometimes you'll lose them. I will be completely honest. Sometimes you lose them by waiting until the week. But if you actually spent the time and you put, uh, you just wanted to look at these, say, say a single family home, you can do a quick analysis of these in like two minutes. Like, I just want to know quickly, purchase, reno, ARV, and then if we're not even close, throw it out. Next one. Duh, duh, duh. Throw it out, throw it out, throw it out. Okay, now we're close. Now we'll do a full analysis, right? So um, you can get through a lot of stuff being efficient. It's whenever you, oh, I'm going to go sit down, pull myself away from the family and work on these things. And I kind of scatterbrain while I'm there. I'm going to waste an hour because I'm going to mm -hmm. check my email while I'm sitting down away from the family. I'm going to do this and that. And you've wasted a whole hour at that point instead of, and that's an hour a day instead of an hour once a week, right? Yeah. It, it, I think a lot of it was just getting, efficient and then doing tasks that you can do batch them. like um for years i've been doing this podcast thing and i'd have to find uh an hour every week when i had a job to do the recording and then i had to edit it and upload it and you know a lot of these tasks they could be doing simultaneously so if i just went and sat there i'm like okay i'm gonna pick one time, I'm going to record three podcasts and take basically the same amount of time away from the family once. And then I'll edit them all, bing, 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 and put them all up. And it's like, you know, three hours to do the whole thing rather than, you know, three hours a week. 
right? Because yeah. uh, you, you do each step. Because I could be uploading three podcasts at the exact same time and just walk away, right? Yeah. Um, so batching is one thing that saves a lot of time. So I think Darcy are the kind of same thing. Do things to save your time. Um, yep. That's one thing um, I'm batching right now with my whole life. Now that I have more control of it, not having a job, I'm putting, I'm filling my Mondays and Wednesdays and my Tuesdays are light. And then I'm trying not to do work on Thursdays, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And it's, it, you know, it's going to change my life. All I now need is someone to do stuff with, or I'm going to have to find another pro uh, hobby or something. But, um, you know, for Thursday and Friday, while the kids are in school. Um, yeah. But I, I think that's it. It's, it's, it's time. Then I think you've touched on, you know, maybe we'll circle back to time because you're, you're working with it, talking about it now. But I think that's the biggest objection that comes up from people. So, um, uh, there's a you know a mystery of time that I'll I'll talk about. I understand that it's fixed. I totally get the math that there's uh, 60 seconds in a minute. There's 60 minutes in an hour. I totally and completely understand that. But the mystery of time is this: there are moments when time stands still. There's moments that are fixed in your life where the impression or the experience of time is suspended. These are magical, mysterious, amazing moments. You know, I was talking to the uh, guys before we started. You know, and I, and I say this with, with care, the best moment in my life was when my first daughter was born. It's like time stood still. I know six hours passed, but it was remarkable to see a miracle of birth. And, you know, it happens all the time. There's 7 billion people on the earth right now. The, there's, those miracles are happening constantly, whereas for someone, time stands still. There's times that when things stand still, when you have a transcendent moment, when you understand your purpose in life, or you meet the one that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with, or you have a revelation of this is how your life is supposed to unfold. And minutes tick by, but you are unaware of them, because for you, it is suspended. The mystery of time is that when you initiate something, and you start it, say, for instance, you put an offer in on a, on a property, and you think, I don't have 60 hours between now and closing to get all this done. In fact, you do. The way opens up for you. The opportunities open up and the priorities in your life change and shift. And you find a way to make that happen. We all have the same amount of time. And it's not because one person is more disciplined than the other. I, I, I fail to see that because I don't see myself. My wife says I'm a very disciplined person. It's not that way. I'm a passionate person. And I find things to spend my time on where I don't notice the passage of time. Like it's as nerdy as it is, reading quarterly reports on my properties, time stands still. I'm buried in the numbers and I'm thinking about why these utility costs are higher or lower and how are they compared to once before. And I don't even notice that two hours have slipped through my afternoon. It's pure pleasure. I'm experiencing the moment of going over a quarterly report. That's it for me. But for you, it might be something like spending time at the beach or playing with your kid or walking your dog or even just working out. Whatever your thing is, you always have time for that. And if you open up and allow the, you know, the mystery and the magic of time to play, you will have time for it. Same, you know, I'm, I'm running three companies right now. I think I do a really good job of being a dad and a husband. Um, I play in a band. We rehearse weekly. We play, do performances. And I'm doing full-time studies and a master's degree. And I have time to hang with my friends. There is time for everything in life. It's just, if you treat time like a, uh, like some sort of taskmaster that won't allow you anything to do. And it's just like, uh, like a dreadful thing over your life. You'll never have time for anything, but if you open it up to the mystery and the magic of time, you'll have time for everything. It's, 
it's just a weird paradox. I don't know. Don't know how to better describe it. I know we're getting late in the podcast. Ari's giving us the two minute look. Yeah, I know. I know maybe to uh, some final thoughts about time. I know for myself, Please. I hope. I really hope that I've been um, intentional enough about time. You know, I hope I, I made the, I, and I hope and I think I made the right decisions in terms of, you know, what I was dedicating time to. And um, and for me, it's my daughter after I pick her up from school, um, my wife around dinner time, being together, family time, and and projects that uh, that have meaning for me, you know, working on projects that, that are meaningful and uh, maybe, um, uh, will make a will, will help make an impact on the on the community around. Oh, I'm just I'm certain you've used your time well. Look yeah. at all the stuff you're doing. I think he's been the most efficient. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, everybody. <laughs> he has nothing to say when we say something good. He just goes, "What? What are you guys doing? Stop it!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah thank you for tuning in. And um, as usual, if you wish to uh, send us a, a question that you'd like to get covered during the show, email us at advancedreitalk at gmail.com, advancedreitalk at gmail.com. And it will be our pleasure to um, cover it during the show. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. And we hope to see you next time. Bye, Bye. Bye.